Let's look at 2 Chronicles 26, 15 to 23. And then we'll just summarize the others. It's cold in the Bahot here. But nevertheless, God is good. 2 Chronicles, not Corinthians, 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 15 to 23. In Jerusalem, this King Uzziah, he made machines invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and great stones. And his fame spread far, for he was marvelously helped till he was great. I mean, this is bless a blessing. So this man did so many things for God. He did so many things for God, and he pleased the Lord. And because of that, God gave him marvelous help. And the marvelous help made him famous, famous, great. Let's continue, verse 16. Till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. When he was strong. I'm saying this every time something happens, and I mean, whether it's church, whether it's crusade, whatever, I'm always, I try my best to humble myself immediately. I pray that as God takes us all forward and higher, Oh, this church, I'm sure it will pain certain uh, people, but there's going to be many branches. Many, many branches. Because this is God's will. It's not pride or anything. It's the will of God. Hallelujah. There are going to be many branches all over the world. Hallelujah. And many souls are going to be one. And you'll be surprised. Some of us will be surprised what God will make of us. Some of us will be surprised that we'll be prophets, we'll be pastors, we'll be apostles, we'll be wild men of God and women of God. Hallelujah. But the more God uses you, the more you must find yourself as nothing without him. You can write that down if that's what you write. The more God uses you, and you must see yourself as nothing without him. Because we are actually nothing. When God uses you, realize that God used you. You are a vessel of clay, and God said, I'm going to use a vessel of clay. I'm going to use nothing to do something. Oh, glory. Did you get that? God said, I'm going to use nothing to do something. So how can the clay decide that they are big? But that's the man. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Now let's find out how he was proud and what happened. How the pride, what the pride caused him to do. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense, which was only for priests. Continue. And Azariah the priest, Azariah the priest, went in after him. Phoebe, come. Went in after, went in, in after him. Come. Isn't, don't. Anyway, you know what I'm, I was going to say. I won't say it. So. I don't, I don't even want to be the example of this guy. Let's use another. But be, be, be walking. Be walking forward. No, no, no. Running after him. Are you getting it? The king was, went into the temple where only the priests were supposed to go. And the priests ran after him. Thank you. You can go. With four score priests of the Lord that were valiant men. 18, 
valiant or valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king because they anointed him priest, king. Why are you coming to do what the Lord didn't say you should do? And said unto him, it is upper, it, it appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord. You are not supposed to do that. But to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn. So it's not just every priest. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast transgressed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. If he had humbled himself and fell down right there, he would have been saved. Because he was proud, going to do what God said don't do. He was proud, going to do something that was unacceptable. They tried to burn, was it Moses or Aaron's sons tried to burn strange incense and they were consumed. I think it was, was it Moses or Aaron's sons. Aaron's sons, and they, they were forced. Don't, don't, don't mourn for them. You can't mourn for them. Then he's going to do the same thing. Continue, verse 19. Then Uzziah was wroth. The pride was too much. Instead of him saying, oh, priest, pray for me now. I'm sorry. I'm king. I fall down before God. I'm sorry. I humble myself. I humble myself like Ahab did. I humble myself. He didn't do that, but he was angry because I'm the king. And had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord from beside the incense of altar. So as he was angry, leprosy, verse 20. And Isaiah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him. That one, it's clear. The Lord said, it's a command. There's no question. They threw him out, actually, even though he was king, because now he's no more king. He's been thrown out. They threw him out. They thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord has smitten him. What is, what, what is that? God has blessed you. God has made you great. Why, why, why are you now so proud to burn incense? So that's a lesson for me. It's a lesson for me that no matter what God does, don't go overboard. Don't do what you're not supposed to do. Don't say what you're not supposed to say. Don't talk about things too high for you. Hallelujah. That's why it's always good to just say no comment. Of course, if it's something that is being said, about you, then you just say, you explain yourself, defend yourself. But you see that someone has gone to do something wrong. You, you, you hear something bad about someone, no comment. Job's friends, they should have said no comment. But they didn't say no comment. And what happened? God was angry with them. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. You and I must be very careful how we respond when God has blessed us. When God has blessed us, you and I must always have a meek and a humble spirit in everything. What do you think? Let's continue. Hezekiah, 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 12 to 21. I'll just quickly say it. So Hezekiah did wonderful things in the sight of God. He, he, he was pleasing to God, but God wanted to save him. So God said, put your house in order. You are going to die. Then the Bible says, as Isaiah was leaving, Hezekiah wept sore. He wept. 
and said, God, remember. Remember that I have built a house for you. Remember that I have saved you. Remember that I have done wonderful things for you. I have done your work. I have saved you. Remember me and don't let me die. Then God told the, the, the uh, prophet as he was going, go back and tell Hezekiah that he's not going to die. I'm going to increase his years. He should go and find figs and boil, uh, do whatever he needed to do, and then he should apply it on his boils or his skin, and he'll be healed. Then, not too long after, Hezekiah made a big mistake. What did he do? The Arabians went to see him, and he showed them everything in his kingdom. Everything in his kingdom, which would definitely include the vessels in the Lord's temple. The sacred vessels. Then the prophet went to him and said, who did you meet? Who, 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 who are you meeting? And he explained that I was meeting uh, the, 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 the unbelievers. And what did you do with them? I showed them. I'm even surprised that it's still on 21. I thought you'd be following me with the verse. But he explained everything to them. You understand? So when the, the prophet asked him, what have you done? I have gone and I've showed them everything in the kingdom. Then the prophet said, because of what, <laughs> can you go and see what's going on, please? Then the prophet said, <laughs> hallelujah. Then what did the prophet say? The prophet said, because you have done this thing, you, your, 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 your uh, uh, descendants are going to be held captives in a foreign land. And your, your descendants, your sons and their sons, they are going to be eunuchs, which means that your, your family is cut off. That's it. If it's your daughters, they'll marry and then your, your name will no more be. But if it's your sons, then your name will continue. But now your sons are not going to be able to have children anymore. They are going to be eunuchs. Finished. That was his punishment. In the book of Nezah, Daniel 4, 28 to 37. Hallelujah. Daniel 4, 28 to 37. All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And Babylon was the first world empire. empire. It was a fierce, strong empire that conquered with a fierce hand, different from the Medio Persian Empire, which conquered a vast amount of land or, or, or uh, 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 land area and, and, and countries. But the Babylonian was fierce. They, I mean, he was a strong man who exercised fierceness. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Continue. The king spake and said, It's not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. Wow. Even though he was a pagan, God wanted to show him that I give, I mean, no, you can't get anything without me agreeing. While the word was in the king's mouth, he hadn't finished saying it there fell a voice from heaven saying, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. Wow. Wow. 
and they will drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee until thou knowest or know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomever or whomsoever he will. Continue. The same hour was the king for, was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown till eagles' feathers and his nails like birds' claws. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. Verse 35. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? At the same time, my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me, and I was established, not I established, I was established in my kingdom an excellent majesty was added unto me not i gained excellency and majesty what does the next verse say now i nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the king of heaven all whose works are true and his ways judgments and those that walk in pride he is able to abase now this is very important because nebuchadnezzar had a second chance because he was not a christian or he was not a, 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 a from the people of god and whatever god decided to whom much is given much is required and he didn't know much he was a pagan and god wanted to do whatever he did. He, he does what he decides. But what is this story about? Nebuchadnezzar had a great kingdom. One day he was walking in the palace and said, is this not Babylon that I have built? Look at my majesty. And God told him that I'm going to make you insane. And you will not want to live amongst men. You want to live with the animals. And you want to live outside in the courtyard and the rain will beat you and you prefer that and because you will not be shaven they will not cut your nails your nails will grow like a like claws and you will continue this way until the time appointed and then you will know that the most high god reigns in the kingdom of men and then the book at the end of the day understood that everything that he had was given to him even the Antichrist, even the Antichrist, when you read Revelation, the Bible says that it was granted to him to make war and to succeed in the war against the people. So you see that even though God does not uh, uh, cause certain things, God grants permission. So even for the Antichrist to even reign and have his crowns, it was, he was given permission. It was granted to him. So how much more in the book of Nezah? What do you think? Herald, pride of Herald. Another thing that we must be careful of. Acts chapter 12, verse 20 to 23. You can read from 13 to 23, but 20 to 23. Amen? I don't know that you're hearing God's word. Amen. And as Peter knocked, 
Acts 12, 20 to 23. We can start from 13 when we go home. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. So let me give you the history from 13. So Herod killed James, the brother of John with a sword. What have that meant? Whether it's fighting, fighting and cut him is with a sword. After killing him with a sword, it pleased the Jews. So when Herod realized that he pleased the Jews, that he had killed James, he proceeded to take Peter and put Peter in jail, ready to kill him, and then an angel dispatched and took him out. Then after that, and Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him, and having made blasters, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. So they, they, their livelihood came from King Herod, and King Herod was angry with them. So what will people usually do? People would flatter. And upon a Saturday, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. He gave a fantastic speech. The speech was great. It could have been great or it could have been not great, but they were flattering him. And the people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a God and not a man. Is he the only one it happened to? Saul of Tarsus or Apostle Paul, they said that, no, you are a Greek God. And he rent his clothes and he was angry and said, no, 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 immediately. No, we are men. We are men. And they stoned him for that. We are men. So Apostle Paul knew that I cannot take the glory and immediately stopped it. But Herod didn't do that. They said, this is not the voice of a man, but of a God. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. Why? Because he gave not glory to God. Or he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten up by worms. And he gave up the ghost. It doesn't mean that will happen to us now. This just means this is showing us how God, even in the New Testament, hates pride. That's all it shows. How God in the New Testament hates people receiving the glory he deserves. God is the only one who deserves the glory. God is the only one who can brag. No human being, no one can brag. Even angels cannot brag. Angels have no right to brag. It was Lucifer who tried bragging, and that's where that's, we are here. We have church because Lucifer bragged. Without Lucifer's sin, there will be no need for church. Because God will be walking amongst us in the cool of the day. What do you think? Okay, one more of them and then we'll just continue to try to, wow, 840. 2nd Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 10. It also means that when God blesses us and gives us certain revelations, I believe that there will be many revelations, there will be many prophecies. Remember in Minneapolis, so many times there will be someone giving a word, tongues, interpretation, so many, so many. It will even be worse, it will, I can't say worse, it will even be more. Prophecies, gifts of tongues, prophet, wild things, wild things, wild things. That thing I was saying, it didn't happen there, but it will happen here because it's not happened here, so it has to have happened here, where the glory of God will come down and we'll see the cloud and no one can stand. Nobody will be able to stand. You, have to stand. you will not be able to stand. And the pulpit can even turn into, split into. I've been waiting for that. That will happen in the name of Jesus. But when it happens, 
and some of the branches, wilder things too are also happening, wild things. Let's see what we should be careful of. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I see people having visions. Visions. Visions of Jesus. Let me just say a, a true account before. I was going to have surgery here. And I was not happy with God. Why? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a, I'm a pastor. How can I be having surgery? There are many people who are not serving God who are, who, are, who are not having surgery. How can I be having surgery? I was weeping, I was crying in my bed as I was praying, God, how can you do this? And then God just mentioned a few things and then I was silent. I said, God, thank you. He gave me examples of how I could have died, different things. So I said, thank you. I don't have that theory now. Now there is a privilege. This was a long time ago. And I was a pastor. Now I can't say, God, how can you? Why are you doing this to me and to nobody else? No, 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 I've grown past that. But at that time, I said that. Right now, it's a privilege. You can, God can take you. I mean, yeah, nobody's important. I'm not important. At that time, I, thought, I was like, I'm important. I'm a pastor. How can you let me be having surgery? I was upset. Now, I was proud then because of the thought. The fact that I thought that way was pride. <laughs> How can I have that thought? So I told God, okay, pacify me. I'm going under the knife and under general anesthesia. So before I went, I said, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I, just in case I don't come back. I, in Jesus' name, I confessed all my sins. I did all the, everything. I believe in Jjesus, the son of God, the God, the father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That, this is the God I'm talking about. And his son, Jesus Christ, everything I said. Hey. Yeah, you might, you might not get back up. And then they started talking. Yeah, we might give blood transfusion and blood transfusion. There might be certain risks of getting this disease, HIV, this, this, this. And I was even more, that, that, that's what I want to do. I was in wheelchair tears. But thank God there was no blood transfusion. <laughs> hey! Then I told God, as they were about to give me the uh, anesthesia, I said, God, please, I have to see a vision. I have to see a vision. Then as I was crying, or tears were running down my eyes, and the doctor was saying, how are you? Is everything okay? I woke up in the recovery room. No vision. No vision. I said, why is that pacifying? Why didn't you pacify me? No vision. Then God gave me a scripture that comforted me. You believe because you have seen, Thomas, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Oh, hallelujah. So that comforted me. Now I can have visions through others. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knew it. He was talking about himself. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knew it. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is, it is not lawful for a man to utter. So he's talking about someone else, but he'll commit himself here. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. We must be careful not for, not, for no one to see us more than we are supposed to. And lest I should be exalted above measure, 
through the abundance of the revelations, now, that's a commitment. I mean, you can see that he was talking about himself. He didn't want to brag, but he's talking about a man. And he's not lying because he's a man. Then he says that the abundance of revelations I got. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, my, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, and in, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And then he continues. I, be, I am become a fool in glory, yet have compelled me, for I ought to have been com, com, commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest of apostles, though I, I be nothing. Of course, later on they said he's the chief sinner. But when you look at everything, Apostle Paul is saying that because of the things he saw in heaven, the revelations were so great that he will not be able to see them. It's not lawful for a man to see they were so great that he did not want people to see him higher than they need to see him. And because of the abundance of the revelations, God did not want him to be proud, but gave him a thorn in the flesh. What does it mean? It means that when God does something with you, it is very easy for you and I to become proud. Because Apostle Paul is saying, because of what God has shown me, God did not want me to be proud. So God gave me a message, or, or, or God allowed the messenger of Satan to buffet me so that I will not be exalted or proud above what I'm, so, or, or, or proud, or see myself higher than I'm supposed to, or allow people to see my, me higher than I'm supposed to, or they are supposed to. This means that God gave him great revelations, but because God did not want him to be proud, God did something to make sure he was always humbled. What does it mean? It means that right after every great thing or after every success, even if it's not in ministry, in business, whatever it is, after a great achievement, pride is ready for you and I. But you and I need to say to ourselves, no, I'm not going to allow pride. No, immediately a great achievement comes. See yourself as the reality. I'm nothing without God, immediately. I always try to do that. I'm nothing without God. Always. 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 I pray that in 20 years' time, as God is still doing his work, even greater, I always keep saying, I'm nothing without God. I'm nothing without God. I'm nothing. I pray that we'll all say, we are nothing without God. We are nothing without God. We are nothing without God. Because without me, you can do nothing. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord like she is. can do nothing. So God gave him, because... If God doesn't want us to go to be destroyed, I, I don't want a messenger of Satan to be buffeting me. But if God loves us so much and he does not want us to go to be destroyed, he might have to do that if we are not humbling ourselves. That's why God says, you do the humbling of yourself. Humble yourself in the sight of God so that I will not have to do it for you. Oh, am I saying something to someone? There's a level of pride in everyone. The Bible says, only by pride cometh contention. Hey, 
I've quarreled before. I was even, the following week, I was about to go and quarrel with some people for something. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there's pride in everyone. So you and I must remember that and pray against pride. Because the Bible says, only by pride cometh contention. It is only by pride that there will be quarrels. It means that, look at Proverbs 13.10. It means that I cannot have a quarrel if I'm humble. Only by pride cometh contention. Only. But with a well advice is wisdom. Are you proud? Are you proud? You don't know, you're not sure. That is the problem. You, 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 it's better to say you, don't, you are not sure or yes than to say no immediately, unless you've thought about it through. True. Are you proud? No. How? Why, why, why? Are you proud? No, I'm not. But there are levels. I pray that you and I, all of us, our, our pride keeps going down, 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 down. Jesus was not proud. What's the proof? They reviled him, he reviled not. They threatened him, he did not, he did not retaliate. But he committed himself to God. He, no matter what they did, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abideth alone. Jesus, when something is dead and you pinch it, it's not going to react. Jesus Christ, they did everything to him, he did not react. He did not react. Apostle Paul reacted. Even though he said that, okay, I cannot uh, speak evil against the priest of the Lord, the high priest. But Jesus did not react. Apostle Paul was still a man. So even though he did very well, he reacted. But Jesus did not react. When you and I are proud, we cannot argue. We cannot argue. We cannot argue. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So I want to encourage you and I to be humble meek and humble humility which is the highest rank in the kingdom of god what do you think let me just give you one or two more and i think we're out of time look at first corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7. first corinthians chapter 4. and these things brethren i have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that he might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. For who maketh thee to differ from another? Yeah, okay, I have, well, I have my first million. You have your first million. We have our first million. But I can't be proud because who makes me Better, who gave me that million? Who makes me better than the one who doesn't have the million? When I'm serving a homeless person, what makes me better than them that I should look down on them? What do I have that I did not receive? That a homeless person who is on the ground, who, who has nothing going for them, yet has nothing going for them, I am giving them food. You see, I'm. At least I have done that in the past before until I understood that I'm looking, uh, yeah, I'll give you, but as I'm giving you, it's like, you, you, I mean, yeah, below, yeah. No, 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 no. But until I understood 
that the poor are, are God, God has a special place in his heart for the poor. Judah said, this woman, what she gave, what, 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 the, the, the ointment she spilled should have been, money should have been collected and given to the poor. Jesus said, as for the poor, you have them always because they are very important. You need to give to the poor. The poor are always there. I feel that the poor are there for God to help and a source of our promotion. The poor are a source of our promotion. Yeah. Completely a source of our promotion. Blessed is he that considered the poor. Then he continues. So many verses about the poor. So, yeah, I'm giving the person food. But as I'm giving it, what should it be? Instead of looking at them in a funny way, look at it as a privilege. Wow, I'm so honored to be helping a poor person. Please, thank you, have it. Do you need me to help you? Do you it's, 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 so seeing it as a privilege versus seeing it as I'm helping you. It's a privilege when we go on the streets and we give to the poor. We must give it with understanding that it's like, wow, what an honor. God has given me such an honor to give to the poor. Wow, let, let, let me give it to them with reverence. Thank you. If a poor person comes, like that woman, we have not seen her in some time. When, when they come, we must treat them well. Well, not that we must, we, we treat them well by the grace of God. We treat them well, we give them special seats. I always tell them, sit down. Do you need anything? Do you need anything? There's air conditioning. Yeah, sit down and relax, please. Sit down and relax. Do you want me to do anything? I pass once in a while because she's an important person. And I'm not doing it for her because I'm helping her and she's below. I'm doing it because it's a privilege. This is God's, someone God that Jesus died for. This is someone who God is cherishing. And if God has saved me, what can I do but to help in return? Or, 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 or to offer a sacrifice to the Lord in return by helping someone? Pride also, imagine, someone, you, you are helping someone and God is seeing it as pride. What do some of the homeless people tell us? There are some people go there and look down on them. Some people, when they are giving, they are, they are giving them food and they are, they, are, they are telling them to give their lives to Christ, well, many of them don't do that. They just give them the food and say, God bless you. But I'll never, by the grace of God, I'll never do that. I have to tell you about Jesus. That's why I'm doing it. I, I'm not, I'm, there are two reasons. I'm doing it because God said I should do it. But I'm doing it so that that, that name, J Jesus loves you, I'll say it. I, I cannot help any person without saying that. that, that, that no, no, no. No. What did they say? They said when people are helping them, people just come for media, social media, and they look down and for taxes, and they look down on them. These are poor homeless people telling us that people look down on them. And I, we realize that you are not those kinds. That's not how you are. But we see people look down on us. When they are even telling us to give our lives to Christ, it's as if we've done, we've sinned, we've done terrible things. We are terrible sinners, and, 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 and you need salvation. No, I said that. I always tell them that we are all sinners. We are all sinners. We are all the same. The only difference is that I have Christ. You don't. So have Christ so that he will save you. Because you and I must realize that what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? 
What do we have? Let's finish, please. First Corinthians 4, 6 to 7. What do we have? I think it's verse 7. What do you and I have that we did not receive? And, and now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? What do you think? When we think in the right way, God will bless us. When we think in the right way and we see people as the same as us. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, let's think of others. No, if I, let's, let's get that. Philippians chapter 2, I think it's verse 3 or 4. Philippians chapter 2. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Yeah. Let each esteem other. Is this, that, that's, that's good. Let each uh, look not... Yeah, let each esteem other better than themselves. Then you are humble. Because if I look down on you, how can I look down on someone who I esteem better than me? Because when you look at, I use the homeless because that's the people, I mean, those are the people people just don't regard. There are many homeless people who are better than me. And you and I, I believe it with all my heart because if they maybe if they had the the upbringing and what I had, they would have been better people than I am. So I can't look down on them. I I'm not saying it because the Bible says I should say I believe it. I know it. At least I know who I am. I I know it. You and I must know it. There are many homeless people who are way better than us, only that they did not have what we had. They didn't have the opportunities we had. There are many homeless people, if they had the opportunities that we had and they were saved the way we are saved, they would have accomplished a lot for Jesus. So from now on, I pray that I will not and you will not and none of us will ever look at anyone as if we are better than them. And that we would be humble and humble ourselves in the sight of God. Humble ourselves, submit ourselves to the word of God and God will will bless us. Hallelujah. Shall we stand to our feet? And let's speak to Jesus. We're out of time. Let's quickly just speak to the Lord. Ask the Lord to be gracious unto us. Ask the Lord to cause his face to shine upon us, to be gracious unto us, in the name of Jesus. If you are someone, you are watching and you see yourself as someone who has looked down on anyone, I want to ask you to ask God to help you and to forgive you. It's better to say the truth, speak the truth to yourself that I'm proud than to say you are not proud because God is able to show grace. He's able to give us more grace. He resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. I pray that God will lift us up as we submit ourselves unto the, unto, unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, prepare me.
to be a sanctuary bless and worship you. Thank you for your word. We pray that you give us meek and humble spirits, Lord. We pray for humility, Lord. Deliver us from pride. We hate pride. We don't want anything to do with pride, Lord. We reject pride in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray for a meek that is humble that does not see ourselves higher than we ought to a heart that sees ourselves the way God sees us a heart that's, that, that does not allow anyone to see us more than we, they ought to see us we pray that we would always have that heart we would always have it all of us would have a meek and a humble spirit oh God we pray for your mercy and your grace to remove pride from every one of us. We pray against pride. We know you hate it with a passion, Lord. We know it was a first sin and you hate it. So we don't want to do anything that you hate so much like pride. Help us with your mercy and your grace to, to be humble. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Whilst we are praying, I don't want to give, I don't want to uh, let you go without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you know in your heart that you are not born again, if you don't even know what it means to be born again, and you know that, look, I am far away from God, but I want Jesus Christ to save me, then I want you to just repeat after me, including all of us. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. 
Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. <clears throat> from today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have surrendered their lives to you, to Jesus Christ. We pray that you keep and preserve them and establish them. We pray that in you and we pray that Christ Jesus will be formed in them and in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. If you've given your life to Christ, look for a church and God will bless you. Amen. Offering time. Offering time is blessing time. Hallelujah. If you have your tithe or your offering, I want to encourage you to give to the Lord and he will bless you. Shall we pray over our offering? Before we pray, I want us to know that it is good. Anytime I'm giving to the Lord or doing anything, using money for a spiritual thing, whether it's using it to do whatever it is, I don't consider it waste. I consider it fruit that will abound to my account. So there's no money or anything done for God that is wasted. Nothing. Nothing. And that should give you pleasure and confidence. Father God, bless our offering and our tithe in Jesus' name. Just sing one uh, verse as we take our offering so that we can we conclude. Be magnified, oh Lord. Be Bless our offering and our tithe. Use it to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats and we will.